Welcome to Motivators in Motion, where the world's top talent give you a daily dose of what drives them towards excellence to give you the inspiration you need to pursue your passion. Listen in as industry professionals, elite athletes, and star-studded entertainers share their unique experiences and encourage you to take that next step toward achieving your dream. It's time to put yourself in motion with your host, Brad Delius. Hey everyone, are you ready to be motivated? Today we're going to be speaking with Steve Pratt. Steve is the Senior Account Executive and PR Manager for Brenner Zeichel & Associates, one of the leading sports PR and marketing firms in LA. We're going to chat with Steve about this and more in just a second, but first, let's thank our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial right now at audibletrial.com slash motivatorsemotion. With a busy schedule, I don't get in as much reading as I probably should. Audible allows me to finally check out that book that everyone's been talking about. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Check it out right now for free at audibletrial.com slash motivatorsemotion. Steve, welcome to the podcast, man. And if you could, just start out by telling everyone what you're most excited about in your life right now. Hey, great. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Things that I'm excited about right now in my life, um, just the work I'm doing, uh, the travel uh, that I'm doing. I have a very, uh, very fortunate to have a, a great job that I can travel and do what I love, which is, which is sports and promoting sports. And then watching sports and, and, and doing live events, working with the media, uh, as well as, uh, you know, having a, a beautiful wife and, and uh, two, two young girls, uh, teenage girls. Um, those are the things that excite me the most right now. Is this one of your more busier times of the year, Steve, with you mentioned there, kids going back to school here with the fall coming up right around the corner, sports, obviously football season coming up. And before you know, it, we'll kind of have that big clash in the fall with hockey starting back up again, basketball. And, you know, the cycle just keeps going on and on. Yes, it is. Um, from the girls returning to high school this week, uh, yes, uh, in that in that vein, uh, on the personal level, but on a you know professional level, work wise, kind of has been a slow uh, week and a half, two weeks here in the boxing landscape, which is I do uh, lead the account for Showtime uh, Sports and Showtime Boxing. We had a very busy spring um, and start to the summer. I transitioned into some world team tennis. We did a seventeen uh, day season in July where we had eight franchises competing in um, in different cities uh, on world team tennis. So worked on that account for the first time that ended up August 3rd in Las Vegas uh, with the King trophy being given out. So after that kind of concluded, kind of had a little bit of a downtime before we kind of kicked back in uh, and gear up, like you said, for, um, for football season um, and for some more boxing and, and tennis. I'll be heading out to the U S open um, and doing some work out there with the local uh, USTA section, the Southern California Tennis Association, as well as my work with World Team Tennis. So, yep, it's, uh, it's, it's good right now, but it's going gonna to ramp up and, and continue to stay busy. Which events are you enjoying the most right now going to, whether it's tennis, uh, boxing? What sport right now has you most drawn in for when you go there? It just keeps getting better and better for you. Well, to be honest, I, I love tennis. I, I was a game I, I picked up as a as a youngster growing up on the Central Coast in, in Santa Maria, uh, in California. 
picked it up, played in high school for a couple of years. I was able to play in, in college for, for two years uh, before I transferred to Pepperdine University. And that's when I kind of got into journalism. And, um, you know, but I think the tennis is where I've always had my passion. Um, I love talking about tennis. I love writing about it and, and covering it. And so in transitioning from newspapers into public relations, I've been able to go to some of the bigger events, to work with the USTA at the U.S. Open. And that's really the, the granddaddy of them all. I mean, to, to be in New York, the electricity and the atmosphere at the Open is something you really can't um, get anywhere else besides the, the 10 Super Bowls, which, which I've been to, which I've been so lucky to have covered, um, you know, working in a PR role for the NFL, doing the NFL experience and promoting their fan fest at each of the Super Bowls. So two of the really the bigger events uh, in the world uh, that, that I've been able to work at and cover, um, you know, are kind of the things that excite me the most. You mentioned how you used to work uh, in the newspaper industry for about 10 years, a decade, I believe. And just seeing that transition from where newspapers used to be when you first started out there to where they are today and just that whole process, uh, it's got to be kind of wild to have worked in one decade prior to technology being where it's at now and just seeing it evolve. What's your just take on how things are always changing, right? And trying to keep up with everyone and what they're doing and just how things have really evolved over time. What's like your just general analysis of where things have been and where we've moved to now? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, the technology when I was coming up and and uh, entering the journalism field in the early 1990s, um, there there was no internet yet, so uh, there hadn't really hadn't really come upon us. So the email and and things, so things were done so different. We laid out the the pages, um, you know, still uh, differently. We were just coming into pagination, and and uh, I was learning a lot of those skills. Uh, from the technical side at a very exciting time, you know, where they hadn't done ever done it before. So learning that and, um, and learning those skills with the pagination and, and Cork Express and all the different programs that we learned putting out a newspaper was something I really loved to do to work so hard at something all night. Uh, really. I was the editor of the, uh, the Pepperdine graphic, my college school newspaper, and just putting that thing to bed every night and seeing the final product in the morning, picking up a newspaper it's always been in me. It's always been in my uh, in my blood, my passion uh, for newspapers. But you know, I got to the LA Times. I kind of ascended to the the top of the the heap uh, there at, at age 28, and I was working downtown in a very exciting time with the Lakers winning their three titles and USC winning national championships in football. So I got to see a lot downtown. Uh, working, putting out a paper, a product. You know, really one of the best sports sections, uh, arguably in the nation. Uh, over and over again for 10 years, I did that. So very rewarding. But yeah, you're right. The changes in newspapers, they've um, they've changed. And I really wouldn't want to be a, a beat reporter at a newspaper today because with Twitter and with social media and Instagram, that seems to have really taken over and has taken a lot of the, the time. I mean, those guys are on. I know a lot of those guys, I, of course, work with them. And they're on all the time trying to break news and trying to get things out there first. It was so different back when I was coming up. And you just kind of had to wait till the morning paper came off the presses to break a story. So that, I think that's the biggest thing I've seen. The change is the social media and the immediacy of breaking news and getting things out there. Trying to compare what you just talked about there with some of your former colleagues uh, working in, uh, the, whether it's the LA Times, a different newspaper, just people you've known from the past. 
them, their job today, like you had said, they're trying to keep up with everyone else through social media, trying to break that story first, trying to stand out a little bit. What is that like for you in your position now with being the head and trying to get different stories out there to promote, uh, to get stuff on the radio, on TV, different media outlets for Showtime, for any other clients of yours, just trying to stand out from the crowd and trying to position yourself best to be able to get someone you want over someone else who's going to try and swoop in and really kind of take that opportunity away. How do you try and balance all that stuff out? Yeah, well, I, I really feel like the first thing I, I learned when I kind of transitioned into, into PR, and unfortunately I was laid off from my, my uh, news editor position at the LA Times in 2008 with the downsizing of newspapers. But I, I learned real early on, it, it's really who you know in PR and you know, marketing and, and trying to promote events. And I had, I knew a lot of guys, uh, you know, just being in, in the industry. And uh, those were the first guys I called, the guys I knew. It's like, hey, I, I need something uh, in the paper or I need um, an interview on the radio. Um, and I knew a lot of guys and those were the first people I called. Of course, you, you slowly build that Rolodex and you build those contacts uh, in the media that can help you, you know, get those things along. But I think really knowing the top guys, who they are, being aware of the media of, in all forms of radio and TV and print. I was kind of tied into the, the, the SoCal media. I had to learn it on a national level. I had to promote different places. So I had to kind of get out of my comfort zone and say, okay, this is LA, this is SoCal, but how can I, you know, kind of throw that net out a little wider and get those same contacts in the Bay area or in, you know, you know, Florida, New York, different parts of the, the country, Covering boxing for Showtime, you know, we go all over and I had to learn. I had to get to know the boxing writers in each of the markets, you know, all the websites and the bloggers and, and what they're doing. So I think um, in that regard, knowing the top guys really helped me, you know, in each of the markets. A lot of people I know who are younger in college are studying for PR to try and break into it once they graduate. More recent graduates are getting a lot of jobs in PR. It seems like that's one of the industries at the moment that employers are hiring for and they're looking for a lot of young, fresh people to come in with fresh ideas, just great new stuff in general to really kind of infuse some of the things they're doing. What is your advice for people who are looking to get into PR they're thinking about it. They feel like they could be an asset to different things that they could do that they could bring to the table. What's your advice for those people who are looking to get started with it? Yeah, I would say for sure for the young listeners out there, if you're interested in PR uh, and marketing, I, you know, I would go the, the the route I took. You know, I um, you know to to join the school paper uh, if that's an option for you to write. Um, I really feel like that's my uh, my greatest asset, really, to, to coming into a firm knowing that. You know, I can I can write a, a press release, uh, you know, and I, um, you know, I've been on that side of it before. I've been on the uh, on the news side of it and received press releases and kind of seen what they are, what they look like. And so now I'm the one that's on the other side, kind of transitioned into this PR role. Um, if you can write, you know, you can almost do anything. The skills you learn as a journalist or, you know, working for a newspaper, the interview skills. Very important as we, as we interview, you know, people and get information from them, the right questions to ask. So I would think writing, interview skills, people, person skills, you know, leadership skills are all great assets for a young up and coming publicist or PR person. And if you're young and you're not really sure what you want to do, that's okay too. I mean, again, you can have a successful career for 10, 15, 20 years in newspapers and then if the things don't go well in that route or you're not really thinking there's much you know, future in that field, you can always 
go to another field and transition into advertising or marketing or public relations. So I would think those are the things that uh, I would really stress. I like what you touched on there about having people, person skills, because that's something that a lot of people tend to struggle with maybe today, maybe more so now than ever, just because everyone is on their phones, on their laptops, like you talked about earlier, all the time. And there's a real struggle going on, I think, with a good balance of that. It's something that is probably going to take a good amount of time for some people to be able to, okay, I'm going to have my, my work time set aside for, depending on if I'm, you know, if I'm working from afar from home or at the office, I'm going to be on my laptop. I'm going to be on my phones, but then also I have to take, you know, set some time aside to do that stuff for personal reasons, friends, family, you name it. And I just need that balance in my life. And I have to be able to also communicate with people though, at the same time in real life. And I just, I can't spend too much time being too much engaged in my phone and in the technology. What is your thoughts on having more of a more well-balanced slate for yourself to make sure that you still have those skills to be able to approach people because you're going to need to do that. Uh, Basically, for whatever you're trying to do in life, if you want to be successful, you're going to have to go up to someone at some point in time and be able to sell yourself at one way or another. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's that's so important. I mean, I'm uh, guilty as anybody uh, in terms of that, in terms of getting on my phone and, uh, you know, kind of scrolling through my Twitter feed or, or going on Facebook. And I, I think those things are okay when you're sitting down and maybe waiting for your oil to be changed or your, your tires to, to be rotated. Uh, I think those are, uh, you know, great times to do that. But I really feel like the times where they need, where we need to limit those things or maybe put away the phone a little bit is from 530 to, to 8 when, when you're in your home and you're, you need to be focused and you need to be present for your wife or your kids, if that's, a, if that's the case. And I just really like what you said about in terms of, um, you know, having that social interaction with, with other people, I think it's so important. But and what can beat that? You know, is there anything, there's nothing better than getting together with a bunch of buddies and, and hanging out and, and watching a football game or um, just that, you know, that social interaction that you get. Those are the things that are going to help you in the future, I think, in terms of being a good interview um, for a potential job that you that you really want. Um, you know, you may have your dream job that you, that you really want. Well, if you're not prepared and you're not, you know, ready to get in front of that future supervisor because you haven't developed those skills, then you may not get that job. So I would say keep that in mind have time where the phone, you know, maybe or the, or the device is put away um, and where you're not spending all of your time there. Because I really do, like you said early on, uh, feel that that could be a potential, you know, problem or struggle for people as they continue to kind of rely on their devices to kind of keep them busy. Um, we need to keep that social interaction, that interpersonal interactions um, alive at all times. People love hearing from, you know, folks just like yourself, Steve, who are on the inside, sort of say, going all these different cool events, like you had mentioned there before, on behalf of your clients and uh, being the lead in many of these instances. And uh, really just, like you mentioned there, great experiences, great networking opportunities for yourself. And, and that stuff just always continues on. And I'm curious to get your take, though, on if there is something you've noticed, perhaps, maybe it's a trend, maybe it's something you see coming up in the near future when you're going to these different events, when you're 
connecting with other people there when you're trying to promote different things? Is there something that maybe isn't so obvious to people on the surface? And maybe it's in sports specifically, maybe it's coming soon around the corner in PR or something similar that you can maybe see, but it's maybe not so obvious to other people. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, one, one thing I've, I've really noticed is live streaming is a big thing. You know, a lot of my events uh, that we're doing, even some of the lower level events, to so say the USTA, the pro circuit, or some of the college events, we do the Pac-12 uh, men's and women's tennis championships at the Ojai uh, every end of April. I'm seeing more just that whole digital presence with live streaming, tra- people trying to figure out how can matches be live streamed at the college level or even the world team tennis. Their focus this year was WTT.TV, all the matches live stream um, in the boxing uh, you know, world. Um, you're seeing a lot of our press conferences and showtime uh, in our weigh-ins, live streamed, where you could watch them on our Showtime Boxing YouTube and Facebook channels. So I really feel like that's something where people, I mean, I guess they see them, maybe it's not something so around the corner, you know, maybe it's here already. But I think that kind of came right to my mind when you said, what is something that seems to always come up? And I think that that's going to continue. And that's going to be the kind of the way that we watch our sports is through these streaming devices. And in boxing, of course, you have DAZN, which is the streaming um, you know, app that they, and they, of course, got Canelo Alvarez. So Canelo is going to be, you know, he fights now on DAZN where you have to purchase the, the live stream. Um, you do the same with ESPN Plus and a lot of fights there. So I see that kind of landscape changing where you don't really, you're not really watching sports in the traditional way anymore, if, if that makes sense. How many more years do you think we'll have cable for most American households? People will have cable. How much longer do you think? Oh, I'm not a, an expert on that. I, I don't. I, I hate to predict. I, I hope for 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 a long, long time. Of course, uh, uh, you know, speaking of what we do at Showtime, I know uh, you know HBO lost their boxing. They dis- discontinued um, you know their boxing business. Um, Showtime's right there at the forefront, uh, and we've got a lot of great fights coming up. Uh, we have a lot of young fighters. Uh, Gervonta Davis is one of them. Deontay Wilder, of course, fought a spectacular fight um, on December 1st at Staples Center. Um, I think I remember bringing Al Bernstein in uh, in with you guys and, uh, and, uh, and chatting about the fights at Staples yes. Center um, on Showtime pay-per-view. So we're looking forward to a, a Wilder Fury rematch at the start of 2019. You know, a lot of people say boxing is dying and that it's kind of um, you know not a sport where that things are really going well and that people are kind of avoiding each other. Well, I, I think the opposite. I think that this is one of the boxing is that really at, at a you know a really really high level right now with the fights that are being made and the outlets that are covering boxing on Fox now. You get the premier boxing champions, the PBC Al Heyman's group on Fox. You've got Top Rank and, and Bob Arum doing his thing at ESPN, and you got Showtime right there in the mix doing things with Manny Pacquiao and. Uh, in January, like we did, and, um, and and doing things with a lot of great up and coming fighters. So I think and I hope that it, uh, it continues on for for a very long time. People want to know what continues to motivate you, Steve, to continuing to work hard, promote, promote, promote. That's that's the name of the game for sure. And PR. What's kind of that main constant in your life at this point? I really feel like I love uh, I love the travel. I love the events. 
I love the big events. I love the electricity, the excitement. What motivates me is getting up and going to work and, and working with the colleagues that I do in PR, the great people that I've worked with. I'm so fortunate to work with such a great group over at Showtime uh, Sports and the communications uh, department over there, the guys in New York. Of course, I'm out here in L.A., and, and uh, we do all our work here at BZAPR. We work a lot of local events. I'm working with those guys, um, guys in the radio um, on Radio Row, uh, what we do at the Super Bowl every year. It's a great time to spend three or four days and bring the Showtime boxers through, Deontay Wilder, uh, spending time with what guys like him, the, the top guys, the Brendan Schaubs, the Mikey Garcias, um, taking them around, doing rounds of media and having them, you know, raising their profile. That's what inspires me, to, to help these guys get to the next level, which I've seen do. And like you said, to keep promoting them but working with those guys and introducing them to members of the media, which I was a part of once, um, I think that's what motivates me most is to continue working with those guys and continuing working with the great guys that I do in the media today. Well, Steve, there's no question about it. You are 100% a motivator in motion with everything you're doing right now. You're killing it. Uh, you've been doing it for a long time. We appreciate you coming on the podcast today. And for people who want to continue to follow you and your journey, everything you're doing, where's the best place for those folks to go? Yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Like most people, Steve Pratt 310. Uh, you can follow me on, uh, like I say, on those uh, two forums. I'm on Facebook. You go ahead and you know, uh, search me out, uh, drop me a line if anybody's interested in, uh, in learning more about what I do in terms of uh, in sports, uh, you know, publicity or, um, or anything. Happy to, to answer any questions or, or anything um, easy to find. So uh, just uh, that, that Google search and, and, you can, uh, and you can find me. Awesome. Thanks again, Steve. Keep doing what you're doing out there. And thank you for motivating us a little bit today here on Motivators in Motion. Thank you so much for having me. Enjoy the rest of your day. For you, the listeners of Motivators in Motion, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Just go to audibletrial.com slash motivators in motion. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash motivators in motion for your free audiobook. That's all for this episode of Motivators in Motion. For more information to keep you motivated between episodes, be sure to visit motivatorsinmotion.com to sign up for our newsletter and receive daily inspirational tips, strategies, and resources. That's available exclusively on motivatorsinmotion.com.